For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This week on Viewpoints. You then saw pet owners go, I want more, and I want to be with my pet more and more often, taking more places. And then millennials have taken it on steroids and just exploded. The unconditional love we have for our pets. Then... Here the FDA said, well, we're going to spend, you know, maybe up to a year trying to determine if almond milk should be allowed to be called milk. Instead, it's taken over two years. How does the FDA impact food messaging? I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. You take steps to stay healthy when at the pharmacy picking up vitamins or filling a prescription. May I help you? Take another healthy step right now and ask the pharmacist how Prevnar 13 can help protect you from pneumococcal pneumonia, a potentially serious bacterial lung disease. If you're 65 or older, a trip to the pharmacy is a lot more pleasant than a trip to the hospital because of pneumococcal pneumonia. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Stop by the pharmacy today and ask about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. If you take a look inside the home of every American, you'll find that more than 70% own a pet. Many people have a cat or dog, but some have fish, birds, or other small companions. To most, it's no shock that we're a nation of pet lovers. During the pandemic especially, this base only grew larger as more people were stuck at home and longed for a companion. Experts estimate that over the last 20 months, 15 to 25 percent of households became first-time pet owners or added another animal to the mix. No country in the world overall is more deeply invested in pets, whether it's ownership or money spent or time spent in the U.S. Canada is close, very similar. The U.K. or Great Britain, very similar. That's Mark Cushing, the founder and CEO of Animal Policy Group, and the author of Pet Nation, the inside story of how companion animals are transforming our homes, culture, and economy. He says that in the U.S., dogs and cats dominate these roles. Dogs and cats in the U.S. are about the same numbers. That may surprise people, but dogs are the public face of pet ownership and what I call Pet Nation for obvious reasons. You know, cats don't roam free and always make it back home. So, there are countries that value the cat more. There's countries that value birds more. South America, my brother's wife's in Nicaragua. People were in Argentina is another good example. There is likely to have a parrot or an exotic tropical bird as they were a dog or a cat. 
The modern pet industry that caters towards these animals is not just about organic food or premium toys anymore. There's a whole niche dedicated to every aspect of ownership, from pet supplements to specialized daycare, fitness plans, and more. In 2020, the U.S. pet industry had its biggest year yet, surpassing $100 billion in total sales, according to a report by the Animal Pet Products Association. Millennials want advice, and they'll pay for it any way they can get it that allow them to manage their life with their pet, and they don't want to hand it off to somebody. They want to be in the middle of that, in the center of that, and that model has been Great for industry, and you are seeing new professions. Dog walkers in New York can make up to $200,000 a year in Manhattan. For a lot of people today, pets are more than just animals. They're family members. Many owners are willing to devote extra funds toward their pets and will go the extra mile to keep them happy and healthy. Cushing highlights that millennials and Gen Zs together own 60% of America's pets right now. With more millennials having kids later in life, the mentality is often that, in the meantime, it doesn't hurt to get a pet. You may hear the word millennials and still think of young adults, but the age range for this group is actually between 25 and 40 years old. Gen Zs, the generation after millennials, are 11 to 24 years old. For Dan Rubenstein, the CEO of Pups Pet Club, a full-service dog care chain in Chicago, millennials are the core customer base of his business. After spanning 20-plus years in this industry, I've seen you know, all different generations come through the doors of my businesses, and I can tell you millennials are some of the favorite people for me to deal with. They love their dogs so much. They treat their dogs more like family than any prior generation that I have come into contact with, including my own. So I really do admire and appreciate them. They want the best for them. I think they tend to focus on not necessarily a particular service, but they focus on whatever is going to improve the quality of their dog's life and their life collectively. Pup's Pet Club helps owners with dog training, daycare, health care, and more. While services like professional training and boarding can get expensive, Rubenstein says he sees more owners willing to invest this money in their pet's well-being. If they thought that their dog is misbehaving, they're really going to focus on training. They're not going to go try to put a Band-Aid on the bad behavior by just sending it to daycare all day or going on vacation and having it stay overnight with us. It just doesn't happen like that. They really tend to focus on the core issues, and I really appreciate that about them. And I do see it more as an investment rather than just an expense. During the pandemic, Pups Pet Club did see a decline in business and daycare, dog walking, and boarding since people spent more time at home. However, they did experience an uptick in other areas. We did see a huge increase in demand, specifically in, in grooming and training, because people were home with their pets, so they wanted them to smell good and behave. So we could accommodate that because those are two services that we provide for our members and have been doing so for a long time. Another service that Pups Pet Club offers is veterinary care. Currently across the country, there's a widespread shortage of vets. In fact, many practices simply can't keep up with the rising demand that's coming from new pet owners. They've sent a message to the pet supply and pet service and medical world as follows. We want the same quality and scale of things for our pets as we have for ourselves. Healthcare, nutritional choices, 
you name it, accessories, but particularly in the healthcare arena, that's the case. And what we see right now are veterinary clinics woefully understaffed. There aren't enough veterinarians. There aren't enough vet nurses. And you have a surging demand for millennials for care. And they want something that veterinarians weren't trained to do. They want advice. They'll pay for it, but they want guidance on how do I take care of my cat or dog? How do I manage their health care? Because I manage my own health care. So can you tell me how? Well, they just can't get that. And telemedicine's been slow to become popular with veterinarians. It's changing now, but it's been slow. There's been resistance to it. While telemedicine doesn't work in all scenarios, it's one more tool in the toolbox. Cushing believes that telemedicine will play a big role in the coming years since it's efficient and easily accessible. Through a screen, owners can quickly connect to a vet for general advice and basic care. One other growing sector in pet health care is the use of natural supplements like CBD. CBD is just one of 118 cannabinoids, but it gets the most attention. And as you would expect, it has followed the legalization of recreational marijuana. So you had pet owners, baby boomers, Gen Xers, that have used marijuana in their lives and found it a stress relief or a pain relief, and they like that more than opioids as a medication. And it's not surprising, and that's really what happened. They began to say, well, if it works for us, and we're going to go on an eight-hour drive, and we know our dog or our cat hates being in the car, and cats particularly, it can be difficult, not every cat, but many can. And will a veterinarian do? They'll give you gabapentin. So they'll prescribe gabapentin. But a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. And they began to say, well, wait a second. I wonder if the same thing would work for us. Cushing notes that right now there are no FDA-approved CBD medications for pets, but he's hoping that this will change within the next five years. Veterinarians haven't had the guidance, but they have the anecdotal experience in their own lives. And pet owners want to talk about it. Looking ahead, as the baby boomer generation ages and more head into retirement, experts predict that the demand for cats and dogs will only grow. For older or immobile owners who might have difficulty running to the pet store every time their new companion needs something, ordering online and getting everything delivered straight to their door is easier than ever through services like Chewy. Traditional brick-and-mortar retailers like Petco and PetSmart are also jumping on the home delivery bandwagon as well. So if you're looking to add a dog or cat to your home sometime soon, make sure it's the right fit for your lifestyle. A new animal is a big commitment, but for most owners, the joy and companionship is worth the journey. Cushing notes that if you're hoping for a specific breed of dog, it could be a lengthy wait. It's easier for cats. You can still go to shelters. Depending on the breed of cat you want, you can go to a breeder. Dogs, we have a shortage of shelters in the north in particular. There are isolated shelters in the south and the midwest that aren't this way, but most shelters in the north have fewer dogs to adopt out. They're gone by noon on Friday. You've seen the supply of dogs be reduced. It's being met from foreign dogs, but those dogs often have no medical records, and that's not necessarily been a good thing. So... It's a challenge. People can go online. You know, a lot of millennials, they want to get the dog they want. They've done the research. They've gone to Yelp. They've studied, figured out what dog breed has characteristics that fit our lifestyle. But those dogs are getting much, much more expensive. So I would say if you're interested in getting a dog, don't waste your time. Get going. Get moving because it's more challenging and more expensive every day.
If you do choose to go through a dog breeder, do your research to make sure the business is ethically run. I'm involved in efforts to try to get an agreement on standards that you could certify breeders. It's not easy right now. It's hit and miss for sure. The best thing to do is go see the breeder. If your dog's being delivered to you from 1,500 miles away, you need some evidence of how they raised that dog, I think, the medical records, some video. Just The breeders haven't been transparent, and that's their own fault. So people wonder what goes on behind those hedgerows when they hear dogs yelping and wondering what's going on there. And I think demand information and ideally demand access. And there are breeders that will accommodate that. There could be ones in your area, too. And if you're still on the fence about becoming an owner, Rubenstein recommends fostering a pet first. He fosters dogs himself through a local organization in Chicago. I feel like I'm just a part of that organization and doing my part in, you know, to find dogs great homes and to give them a great home while they're in that process. They're just so sweet and so loving and so appreciative and and so smart. So you just got to give them a chance. And sometimes instead of being cooped up in a shelter or at a rescue, it's better to be in someone's home. So if you can foster a dog, it gives them a better chance of acclimating to someone's home because, you know, then they're used to that environment and they're not going to be as let's call it temperamental, when they do finally migrate to some new person's home. There's nothing quite like the unconditional love you have for your pet. Each person's bond with their animal is a special connection to cherish. To find out more about the pet industry, pet adoption, and our guests, Mark Cushing and Dan Rubenstein, visit viewpointsradio.org. You can learn more about Pups Pet Club by going to PupsPetClub.com. Also check out Cushing's book, Pet Nation, available online and in bookstores. For more behind the scenes, search Viewpoints Radio on Twitter and Facebook. This segment was written and produced by Amira Zaveri. I'm Gary Price. Coming up... Examining the FDA when Viewpoints returns. For those who qualify for Medicare, annual enrollment begins October 15th. Walgreens makes picking a Medicare plan easier. With Walgreens Find RX coverage, you can explore Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans to find the right coverage for you. Compare plans online, over the phone, or in person at Select Walgreens. Plus, Find copays as low as $0 on Tier 1 generic drugs when you choose select plans with Walgreens as your preferred pharmacy. With Walgreens Find RX coverage, Medicare enrollment is easier than ever. Medicare annual enrollment is October 15th through December 7th. Learn more at walgreens.com Medicare. That's walgreens.com Medicare. I'm looking forward to a play date with my granddaughter. I can't wait to get together with my friends for a backyard barbecue. If you're 65 or older, you're starting to get back to doing things you love. Did you know even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia? It's a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Ask your doctor or pharmacist today about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. 
Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Many Americans are familiar with the acronym FDA, which stands for Food and Drug Administration. But not so many fully understand the large role that this agency plays in our everyday lives. The FDA is a massive entity. In 2019 alone, its annual budget was $5.9 billion. Simply put, the FDA's mission is to protect public health by ensuring the safety of foods, medications, vaccines, tobacco products, cosmetics, supplements, and more. In the food category, the FDA oversees everything except meat from livestock and poultry and some egg products, which are regulated by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Apart from food safety, the FDA also handles food messaging, like the guidelines for nutrition labels printed on the side of every food and drink product. Over the years, the label has been tweaked and reformatted, but today there's still some confusion. We spent a lot of time looking at whether or not the food label worked, and the Consumer Studies Group did excellent work. And what we found out is that people simply did not understand how to use the food label. And in fact, after about 10 years of doing this, I went into our nutrition office and one-on-one talked to some of the nutritionists, and I asked them, do you use percent daily values? And they all told me no. And that's one of the key things that's supposed to make the food label work. That's Dr. Richard Williams. He worked at the Food and Drug Administration for nearly 30 years. During that time, he was a director with the Center for Food Safety and Applied Nutrition. He's also the author of the new book, Fixing Food, an FDA insider unravels the myths and the solutions. Williams says that when he was at the FDA, tackling food messaging was a drawn-out process with many meetings and discussions, but overall little progress. He points to one example of the lengthy talks around what category certain products should fall into. Here the FDA said, well, we're going to spend maybe up to a year trying to determine if almond milk should be allowed to be called milk. Instead, it's taken over two years. But it's not just that. Food standards now are just absolutely incredible. We spend a lot of time talking about bottled water. Should the water be allowed to be called bottled water when some of it comes from a borehole where a hole is actually bored in the earth? or spring hole, where it actually springs out. And so there is a regulation on borehole and spring hole. This is the kind of thing that where we have terrible food safety problems and we're doing awful nutrition, we shouldn't be wasting a lot of time on. I think the worst one, I'll just tell you the one that just drove me crazy, was there was a baker up in New England, and they liked to think that their product was great. So in their ingredient list, they put love. Uh, FDA, I guess, looked at the ingredients, couldn't determine that love was actually in it, and they sent him a cease and desist letter. Williams believes that these bureaucratic actions are a waste of time and just for show. They do little to solve the larger problems at hand, like improving food safety and messaging that will help lead Americans toward a healthier diet. There needs to be more innovation at the FDA and a greater desire to work hand-in-hand with private companies that have the necessary technology and resources. He argues that the years spent tinkering with the nutrition label 
could have been better spent developing a product that creates an individualized caloric plan based on each person's body. One of the things that the Nutrition Facts Panel relied on is that people would write down or somehow remember all the calories that they took in, all the micronutrients, how much saturated fat did you have, how much sodium have you eaten, and even, you know, the ingredients. People just aren't going to spend all that time tracking that stuff. In point of fact, even if you ask them, what have you eaten in the last 24 hours? And remember, that question is the basis for all diet disease, not all, say 80% of diet disease relationships, they don't get it right. Examining the private sector, there are several advancements in food safety and manufacturing that show promise. Even in food packaging, we're seeing sort of nanotechnology being used to have indicators when your product is going to be spoiled. I think in the kitchen, one of the most exciting things we're going to see is 3D printers. You know, there was a time when people said, well, we'll never see a computer in somebody's home. And I think the same thing maybe too with 3D printers. These are things that take your proteins, fats, and carbohydrates and spices, and they basically, through nozzles, they'll print out any food that you want. And I think ultimately we're going to find these things in kitchens. And the nice thing about them is you'll be able, if you've got a family where everybody has slightly different needs, you can print out a specific food for a specific individual that will help their nutritional profile. So, yeah, these things are really cool. And I think of it as science fiction in your kitchen. However, Williams says the FDA, whether it chooses to partner with the private sector or not, still plays a big role in the timely rollout of these new systems. Will they back these devices? I think it's going to be difficult if FDA tries to block these things by making them be very expensive or taking you know, over a year, every time they make any improvement. So I think one thing Congress can certainly help by taking a look at the laws, and FDA can not so much think of these things as something that's opposite to what they're doing, but they can work together, you know, to try to get these things out here and begin to solve some of these terrible problems that we have. You know, I think right now people are concerned about COVID, as they should be. We're averaging 400,000 deaths per year, as I understand from the CDC data, But CDC also says that we're averaging 400,000 deaths per year from poor diets and lack of exercise. And the Center for Science and Public Interest puts that figure higher just for poor nutrition. They put it well over 600,000 deaths per year. So this is a gigantic problem. We haven't made any improvements in food safety for decades. And so I think it's time for us to try to look at these new solutions that are coming out of the private market that might really help. You can check out Dr. Richard Williams' book, Fixing Food, an FDA insider unravels the myths and the solutions, now available online and in bookstores. Learn more information about our guest, Dr. Williams, this topic, and past shows at viewpointsradio.org. For more behind the scenes, visit Viewpoints Radio on Twitter and Facebook. This segment was written and produced by Amira Zaveri. Studio production by Jason Dickey. I'm Marty Peterson. Viewpoints returns in just a moment. Shutdowns during the COVID-19 pandemic contributed to the U.S. plasma supply decreasing by more than 20 percent. The shortage of plasma could impact many people who rely on life-saving plasma-based therapies. Plasma is used to treat patients with serious diseases and conditions like burn injury survivors, people with rare diseases, and people with certain types of cancer. In fact, 125,000 Americans rely on medication made from plasma. 
These treatments can mean the difference between life and death for people like John G. Boyle, a patient and health advocate who lives with a primary immunodeficiency disease. As someone who's received over 1,000 plasma infusions in my lifetime, your donation helps people like me live a normal life. That's why we're calling on everyday heroes to step up and donate plasma now. Visit DonatingPlasma.org to learn where you can donate at a center near you. That's DonatingPlasma.org. Welcome to Culture Crash, where we examine what's new and old in entertainment. In the streaming, on-demand, binge-watch 10 seasons type of world that we live in, nostalgic TV is very in. Netflix famously paid $100 million to license Friends for one extra year. Though its run with Friends has ended, Netflix recently added the entire run of Seinfeld to its service, prompting a small but real revival in watching the classic sitcom. My wife and I started Seinfeld from the beginning, which is something I've never done despite seeing plenty of reruns of it growing up. But immediately after we started the series, I was struck by its presentation in the widescreen format instead of its original 4x3, more boxy presentation. This issue is nothing new. For years, people owned TVs made for 4.3 presentation, which led to the rise of full-screen home movies that were intended to use up all of those 4x3 TV screens. The issue was that cropping the images to fit 4x3 meant losing quite a bit of the movie's cinematography. Now we have the inverse problem. We all own widescreen TVs, but when we watch older 4x3 content, some fans feel like the black bars are wasting their TV space. Consider me as passionately against that sentiment as possible. I want to see all of a show or movie more than I want to use up my whole screen. Cropping Seinfeld reruns to fit my TV is robbing me of some of the visual experience, and sometimes it even eliminates visual gags or reference points. This issue also popped up with The Simpsons back when Disney Plus launched, and Disney thankfully remedied the situation by offering fans an option to watch it in its original aspect ratio. It's really a no-brainer. Directors and cinematographers put thought into every inch of their aspect ratio, and the only way to experience something as intended is to watch it in that original format. Cropping an image, either to make it wider or taller, alters that show or movie, sometimes beyond repair. So, here's to hoping Netflix, and everyone else too, permanently realizes that the original aspect ratios should always, always be the default. I'm Evan Rook. You take steps to stay healthy when at the pharmacy picking up vitamins or filling a prescription. May I help you? Take another healthy step right now and ask the pharmacist how Prevnar 13 can help protect you from pneumococcal pneumonia, a potentially serious bacterial lung disease. If you're 65 or older, a trip to the pharmacy is a lot more pleasant than a trip to the hospital because of pneumococcal pneumonia. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. 
Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Stop by the pharmacy today and ask about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. And that's Viewpoints for this week. Viewpoints is a production of MediaTrax Communications. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows. And find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.